Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back uh, to the next episode. And today our guest is Ming. Now, okay, pronounce the last name so I don't butcher it. So, okay, it's a great question because properly in Chinese, it's Tsai. Right, T S A I, Tsai. But so many people, Americans, can't say T, so they say Tasi or Stai. Uh, if you're Greek, you're Tsiziki, so they can say Tsai, no problem. So right. I Americanize it to Sai because that's just easier to say. Right. And now, of course, I get the jokes, oh, Ming. Oh. I'm like, no, 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 not Sai. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, Ming size fine. Ming size fine. All right. yeah, if I'm with my when I was with my grandparents, be Tsai Ming Hao, and that would you know Tsai Ming Hao. Interesting, and, uh, Tsai so. Ming Hao. Oh, I got I got that one. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome. So he's been a chef for over forty years. Uh, Wire inspiring home cooked meals over twenty four years on television. Uh, Award winning uh, Emmy um, and has uh, has hosted some of the longest running cooking shows on. PBS, uh, founder of a company called Ming's Bings. And I'm going to just hand it over to him now because he's done so much. The bio is so long. I could go on forever and ever. So welcome <laughs> and tell us a little bit about how you kind of got your start and, and then how you got to where what you're doing right now today. Got my start. Shane, you want to go back? Yeah, how yeah. Much like, time do you have? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cliff notes, cliff notes. So, I mean, um, look, I'm a chef. And the very reason I'm a chef and will always be a chef is I have the opportunity to make people happy through food, right? That's really the, I think I can speak for all chefs. That's one of the best feelings you could possibly do. Because you're actually giving part of yourself when you give a dish, right? Give a meal. And, uh, um, but of course, that's, that then for me creates a great platform to be able to then do basically anything you want. I mean, if you really think about it, I'll, I'll go through my history too, but I'll just make this point first. When you have a platform as a chef, you, you're always invited to every gala, right? Because they need chefs, right? right? So it doesn't matter what the event is, chefs are always included now, right? And we always were, but it used to be back a house cooking, right? Just the chicken and the beef. Uh, now every gala is chefs for it, which is a fantastic opportunity for us then to be able to talk about whatever message we also want to talk about, right? right? And, right. And, and if you have a cause, which you know I do, I know you do as well, uh, and so we have the same cause, which is we need to leave this world a better place than we got here, right? Very simple. Same for my kids, same for their kids, right? Because we have an opportunity, right? I, I didn't, I didn't, was not growing up, well, I never grew up with hunger. I, I don't think I've ever been to bed hungry, right. literally, right? Yeah. And that, I don't know how many people in the world can say that. And, and I've always had a house. I had two parents that loved me. I mean, you know, I know how blessed I am, right? And, uh, but with that, you can't you can't waste that opportunity. If you have all that, those blessings, you have to pay for it. So anyway, um, quickly, my career, I, I was I was Chinese when I was born. I'm still Chinese. Shocker. Cooked <laughs> Chinese food growing up. My mom had the Mandarin kitchen in Dayton, Ohio. It was uh, it was the first fast, casual Chinese restaurant, actually, that my dad created batch cooking, which is because Chinese food for 120 people in an hour and a half. You can't do a dish, dish, dish way too right. slow. So you do five Mongolian beefs, five sweet and sour porks, five curried beef. Right, you get right. that in a hotel pan. It's called batch cooking, which is what Chipotle's does, which is what 
every fast casual does now, right? They have hotel pads of meat and rice. They go boom, 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 done. And so my dad came, I wish he patented it because then, you know, <laughs> I would be, <laughs> I'd be rolling in the dough. Oh. Although he already has, he does have four other patents, which you can talk about down the road. Um, so Mandarin Kitchen gave me my Chinese cooking training. It gave me the bug, the restaurant bug that, Good food at a good price, served with a smile. You can make people happy. You get loyalty. People come back. I love that. I'm like, this is very cool. Uh, and I had a knack for cooking, right? So subsequently started going to, uh, well, I was a good Chinese boy, right? Which means you had to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. So I said, I'll do engineering. So right. I, I'm at Yale doing engineering. But every summer I started going to Paris to master French at Alliance Francaise. And then started uh, doing apprenticeships. I really wanted to learn how to make a, a really good baguette and all the French desserts, especially. Uh, and then eventually went to Cordon Bleu once uh, junior junior year summer and really saw what the French cuisine was was about. I'm like, wow, the French can really cook too. Right. And I'm like, I want to mix French and Chinese. That was my first thought. Like, let's take the two best cuisines in the world. I'm biased, but I think they really are. They're the two oldest sound cuisines. They're the, right. they're the really foundation of, of great food. And I wanted to blend. <clears throat> so uh, I do recall the story when after junior year, and look, my dad literally is a rocket scientist, right? He helped design the B-1 bomber, right? Patterson Air Force Base, oh, right. which is how we ended up in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, he just got another patent called Double Double that's designing a fuselage. He's making a telescope. Uh, it's just absurd. He's 93, works yeah. full-time still. He's just that's on amazing. fire. Yeah, that's it's, awesome. it's, it's beyond amazing. I mean, the, the bar he's setting is absurd. So, um, it, shows how uh, much time, it shows how much time you have and never give up on your dream. You're never too old. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm halfway. My, my dad's fortune told, told he's going to live to 104. So right. there you go. Right. Yeah, that's you, huh? Um, um, say, where was I? So I sit down with them after come back from Paris. I'm going to finish, you know, it's my senior year in college. I'm like, Hey mom, dad, I'm not going to be an engineer. Uh, I'm going to finish my major. Don't worry. I'll get the piece of paper because there's a lot of money was spent. Uh, but I want to be a chef. And it wasn't a real shocker, right? I, they, I was cordon bleu. I was cooking at my mom's restaurant. My mom gave me a huge hug. Says you're so lucky at your young age that you already have your passion. Just promise to give 110% wholly support you. Now, keep in mind that that's just cool, right? These are parents born in Beijing. These are parents that are giving me the American dream. I go to Andover, I go to Yale, I do all these things. And then of course, I'm going to completely ask backwards because the Chinese that first came here to this country, built railroads, and then the gold rush, and then actually started setting up Chinatown in San Francisco because one of the only metiers the Chinese men could do because they couldn't speak English was cooked. Right. So that's, and here I go to this great education and I want to be a cook. So kind of backwards. Yeah. So a traditional Chinese parents would be like, you're kidding, right? Yeah. So they were not, they, they were both educated that my dad uh, also went to, you know, my mom was at NYU. So they, they knew that, 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 that traditions are there for a reason, but it doesn't always have to stick right. with it. Right. So they're basically cool. And then of course my mom gives me a hug. My dad, who is much more pensive, he's a rocket scientist. Go, son, you were going to be a great engineer anyway. Go cook. <laughs> like, wow. Oh, that's great. That's what hilarious. amazing. So <laughs> but he's amazing. right. Yeah, so amazing to have that support like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I, that's, why, that's why I don't take anything for granted because I know not everyone has that support. And I'm just so blessed that even though we did what we did, they're like, yeah, go, go crush it, right? And, but I tell you, full circle, nothing makes Chinese parents more proud than to eat free in my restaurant for life. 
or restaurants. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly, we, right? <laughs> one of the proudest moments we had at Blue Ginger back in the day, we hosted their um, 50th anniversary. And uh, we had, I don't know, like 80 people there. And they asked, they asked, who's been married 50 years or longer to stand up? And like six couples stood up which is amazing because yeah. nowadays being married 50 years, that's, yeah. A, yeah. that's, that's long. That's yeah. long. So anyway, um, so subsequently after that started, uh, uh, go to Paris, cook for two years, got to play pro squash, which was awesome as well. Did that on the weekend. Um, I had, I had been accepted to Cornell into the hotel program, their master's program. So I, that, that was my two, two years there, then go to, ho- right. then go to Cornell, did the master's, decided I need to try the hotel business, learn everything I can from the hotel business, which is basically a big restaurant, right? Basically the same rules, so to speak, plus yeah. rooms. Uh, but the marketing, the P&L, accounting, all that, how to do it, yeah. how, to, how to manage people, really. Yeah. Um, Restaurant openings are amazing. Hotel openings are restaurant. It's three restaurants plus a hotel. So it's on steroids. You know, I knew that that was great training ground. I knew I make a lot of mistakes. Uh, I'd rather make mistakes with other people's money. No offense. Right. Yeah. Uh, Get, you know, just try to get all the rookie mistakes out knowing, knowing I was going to eventually be a chef in my own restaurant. That was my, always my goal. And um, after two years of the hotel business, opened the intercontinental in Chicago, um, assistant F&B, Worst possible job in the world because anything goes wrong, F and B is your fault, right? Why weren't you there? It's like four in the morning, you know. Yeah, Mr. Stongle, this Austria, classic Austrian. I won't use, <laughs> I won't use any other derogatory, but from Austria and behaved <laughs> like a true Austrian, right, right, and just <laughs> everything you could possibly imagine. Looked apart to gray hair, tall, the whole nine yards, right, always right. tan that thing probably drove a Ferrari who knows right. and uh yeah he just oh yeah and I'm like you know what I can't this is for the beans I first I missed cooking right yeah. so I'm in the front of the house here for these two years and I was cooking before and I'm like I got to get back in the kitchen and two I just don't want to work for people like this I need to figure my own thing out yeah uh, but I got to cook first so I ended up the Mandarin Oriental sous chef in San Francisco great job Ken Hum was a consulting chef um and he was father of East West Cuisine really something I wanted to do so it was that was the reason I took the job. Ended up meeting my now best chef friend, Ken Oranger. Ken Oranger and I started there as co-sous chefs. Uh, he was promoted chef de cuisine. Uh, with no shame to me, he was a better cook. He, he's an amazing chef. I and mean, he right. cooked probably four years longer than me when we both, both met at Silks. So I got to be AM Sue. It was fantastic for me. And, and uh, from there, Santa Cafe. Then eventually Blue Ginger, Boston. You know, we had a great 19-year oh, run and uh closed what six years ago um perfect timing at least was uh 2017 also five years ago and uh uh it was perfect time for us so the, the building was if i wanted to continue i had to do another huge renovation right and like look i've already made my money from like why sink two million in to then force yourself to be there 10 more years and yeah. uh and i knew i was opening bob on my restaurant out in big sky so i need i needed to clear my plate to to do that restaurant well Right. Um, at that time, still had Blue Dragon, right? Blue Dragon was doing just great. Uh, COVID destroyed Blue Dragon, right? We closed. I mean, you know, when we closed, we've now reopened. It's, it's done. Uh, but we were proudly a food pantry for about five months feeding, you know, uh, restaurant employees. We got stuff from the food bank. We had funding from the Lee Initiative. And so that was great for us, uh, for my team especially. Yeah. We all do that. <clears throat> but now, um, and now Blue Dragon Space is actually the corporate headquarters for Bing's Bing's. 
as our test kitchen. So it actually, it actually worked out. Um, we, wow. uh, we incorporated Ming's things February, COVID hit March. We had no wow. idea COVID was coming. Obviously we would have told everyone. Right. And, uh, right. but that, that timing was, that timing was, it was uncanny. It was very, very lucky actually. Wow. Um, so that's amazing. So tell us a little more about Ming's Bings. So, you know, we created, <coughs> excuse me, we created Ming's Bings. Um, with my uh, my main partner is David Fialco. Um, he's at General Catalyst, and he he and I have been buddies for a long time. Uh, lover of food, uh, eats vegetarian. Great. Uh, he's actually eats fish, pescatarian, like me. And um, we were we were talking one day. We we're actually out in Montana, and he's my my wife had a diagnosis, uh, and she's uh, just one hundred percent healthy now. Uh, so not the sense the story ends up great. But at the time, uh, it was a very serious cancer diagnosis. And uh, one of the decisions we made is she should uh, go vegan. She was pescatarian like me, and vegan wasn't that big of a step. And uh, at the time, I was traveling a lot pre-COVID, and I uh, wanted to see what I could get her when I wasn't there to cook for her. Right. So I'll go to the classic, the veggie patty section, right? Prager's, Boca's, Gardein's, all of these. They're not very good. They're really dry. They're emulsified chickpeas or edamames or soy, whatever. Uh, you got to put lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, and bun. It's just, they're not good. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? This is, this is, this, this needs to be redefined. I want to, I want to just redefine this veggie patty market. And, and I flipped the paradigm, put the emulsification on the outside. So it created a gluten-free wrapper okay. made out of brown rice and then just filled it with lusciousness. Uh, there's a lot of great chefs in this country, right? And I'm just taking, the best plant-based protein out there is made by uh, before the butcher made in San Diego. It's uh, it's GMO free soybeans. Uh, I did a blind taste test of all of them. There's like 50 out there now. Back then it was like 10. Uh, this one, clearly their chorizo, their burger, their sausage, every category they want. Bon Appetit or Food and Wine, one of the two magazines agreed as well. So right. they're in, so that's good. Um, but just the most delicious. And Danny O'Malley, CEO, is now a partner of mine. We we are, we're partnering deep with them because they're a really fast growing company. And I really believe in this. And um, so by putting classic American flavors, we, I, I didn't want to be an Asian dumpling company, right? I, I really wanted to hit the masses because uh, one day if I'm a McDonald's menu item, then I actually made it right. Because I do think uh, one of the, the major reasons of obesity in this country is poverty. Right. And if you're a single mom or single dad with three kids and 20 bucks, you have no choice. You just came off your third job. You're not going home and cooking, right? You're going to go to one of these fast foods and yeah. get sustenance for your kids. And, yeah. and, and thank God there's that. Otherwise, I'm sure what they would do, right? Uh, yeah. But not healthy. But imagine you can get a Ming's Bing's cheese for the same price as a Big Mac, then now we're going somewhere, right? Because no cholesterol, less fat, yeah. less sodium, all no gluten, all the yeah. and. So we went with the classic flavors, right? Cheeseburger, sausage and pepper, buffalo cauliflower. I mean, you could buffalo anything right now. You buffalo your child will probably sell, right? I mean, seriously. Right, right, right. And uh, 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 chorizo, we love this fiesta. It's really spicy chorizo. It actually exudes that red chilur that real chorizo does, oh, right? Fine. It's delicious with, with bean uh, frijoles and, and corn. Uh, yeah. Delicious. Um, and then we have the original eight super veg which has watercress, which is one of the healthiest greens in the world, right? Yeah. And eight, uh, six times the vitamin C of, of oranges. Yeah. Shiitake mushrooms obviously builds your immune system, great meaty flavor, 
garlic, ginger, onions, uh, edamames. And so we created these gluten-free wrappers and, and, and because I'm a chef and because I've done both sides of this, meaning I've done food service before manufacturing, I, I had a 10 year deal with Target uh, in the late eighties, right. early nineties. Um, we sold rice bowls, noodle bowls, dumplings, woks, knives, everything. It was a great, a great relationship. Um, I thought retail was so easy because that was working with targets. Of course, it makes every shelf. Of course, there's no sliding fees. Of course, you just walk in and there's yeah, your yeah. stuff. <laughs> now, when you own company, we're in Target proudly, but it wasn't as easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, what do you mean? I'm not on front end caps. I should be everywhere. You know? totally. Anyway, uh, but it's okay. It, it, it's been, it, yeah, like I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. It's been a good battle, but it's been, right. but it's been a good battle because we're very proud of our product. And, and fortunately, every time people eat it, they find it delicious which is the only way this, a company would ever succeed. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on marketing. If it's not delicious, you're, you're done, yeah. right? And um, so that so we created these. And um, But like I said, I told you the motto, right? The, 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 I think the key is the feel good, right? You got to feel good by yourself, but we like to do good as well, right? right? And none of it would work. It wasn't delicious to begin with. And, and uh, so for us, it's about... And I'm not trying to convert, or you're already vegan. I'm not trying to convert America to be vegans or even vegetarians. I'm just suggesting, like in the Asian diet, the more plants, the better, right? I, I basically eat vegetarian till dinner, right? It's not that hard yeah. at all, yeah. right? And then I eat a piece of fish or whatever, at right. Night, right? Shrimp, whatever. And uh, I, I eat what I want. I mean, if my kids are home, they'll be chicken or pork or be steak sometimes. Right? My wife doesn't eat any of that. She'll eat chicken though. Right. Um, but um, but just more, but more plants than anything, right? Just yeah. a ton of broccoli or a ton of bok choy or a ton of whatever. And it's not, it's no sacrifice. This is not diet eating. We're eating delicious food, right? That's, oh. I think that's also a misconception because by the way, most vegan products out there, um, <clears throat> especially gluten-free ones are not very tasty. No, and, and, and you know, and some of them, it's like I always say too. For me, it's like, and some are just not that, not that good. Like, not like there's just a lot of bad yeah. stuff in it, you know. And so that too, that uh, too. you know. Yeah. So I like some days will be like, if I'm going to a mainstream restaurant in Vancouver that only got one vegan burger, and I know it's not that that healthy, even though it's vegan. That's like my treat, you know. That's like my treat night. I'm not eating that every day, you know, at all, right? right? That's right. like a treat right. with a beer, you know, type of thing, you know. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I love, so, so with you guys, um, are you guys selling like to all the big supermarkets and stuff? Yeah. So we're in, uh, we're in 2200 stores today. Okay. We have the Northeast, Northeast well, right? We're Wegmans and Roach Brothers, Dave's Market, Market Basket. Uh, we just got Publix, which is huge is going to be uh that's all the southeast right in florida so that starts next month uh sprouts just launched this week and sprouts okay. is a great health food store we just we just picked up nine more whole foods we're like at almost 30 whole foods wow. so you, we hope to be national whole foods are you, soon, in right? are you in canada yet no we have how, we gotta, how am i gonna try your stuff come on bro <laughs> uh, that's a you know i that's a great point i don't know if we can ship because we, we ship nationwide. I don't know the laws is because it's not meat. You should be able. Yeah, I would should, think you should be able to ship. It should right? be easier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got, we got I will check. 
We got a I'll lot of whole food, we got a lot of Whole Foods up here, and they're popular in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, I know, I know. Yeah, hopefully you can get them. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I will check into that, guys. Right. We we don't go to Hawaii because it's just way too expensive to ship. I mean, it's like two hundred dollars, right? For for fifty bucks of things, you know. Anyway, I would think if you figure out the model, I think Canada would be a. I think Canada actually would probably be a pretty big market for you guys. Actually, to tell you, I that. would think so. Yeah. And I've done, you know, I, I through Food Network, I've been I've been in Canada for a long time, right? Yeah. So that's a great that's a great market for me. Yeah, uh, we're also in, by the way, we're market. also in food service, right? Food service is a very interesting play as well because Ming's things are, you know, as a chef, I designed them to be easy for the home cook and for the food service chef. So for the home right. cook. 16 minutes in an air fryer. They're pre-dipped in oil. You don't do anything. You put them in 16 minutes. They're perfect. GB&D. See, see, that's perfect for me because my, my biggest downfall is I am not a good cook. Yeah, you don't need to be. Or, or if you don't have an air fryer, 55% of this country, Americans all have air fryers. Uh, I've been told by uh, QVC. Um, an oven works just 20 minutes. You just got to flip it one time because oil comes out to, by design. You get it crispy, then you flip it. And for food service, because we're the official bing of the Boston Red Sox, We've been selling at the Bruins and Celtics games and the concerts. Uh, we just started Tampa Bay Rays, Miami Dolphins. Uh, we started Barclays uh, this season for basketball. Right. Uh, uh, Lakers as well. I just met with them. So we're trying to get on their menu this year. And so that's a great play for food service. We're also looking at airports, doing little kiosk mings bings. Just imagine five different bings really hot. You grab it. You grab a sauce. You go. I love, quick, I love that idea. Right? You know? right? they, that's, they, still, that's still in my wheelhouse too from franchising, my franchising days. I like that. Oh, 100% franchisable. I, 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 I just did a uh, mentor, mentors the funding branch for Team USA. I'm proudly one of their advisors. And we just did a huge dinner. Keller and Bartolota, me and uh, Emma from Aquavit. Great dinner. We raised a couple hundred thousand. Nice. Uh, and at the dinner, one of the sponsors was the landlord and areas. Areas is the, a pretty large food company. Okay. Right? They do lots of airports, including Minneapolis Airport, LAX. And they're like, that sounds like a great idea. We have 12 airports. I'm like, good. That's exactly what we need. Uh, and then schools, prep schools and colleges. And that generation, people want more plant-based. People want more gluten-free. Uh, and the gluten-free is is definitely one of the top two reasons why they're selling so well uh, not because they're vegan we don't need we try not to use the word vegan because yeah. it sounds negative you know yeah uh, plant-based right we use plant-based yeah uh but so many people are gluten-free because of keto diet or or other diets or just like me i just try to reduce gluten right it's not inflammation is not good for you it doesn't matter who you are so if you can eat a little less gluten that that's good and, and i still eat scallion pancakes and dumplings of course i'm chinese so I yeah. had to say if I had gluten for those. <laughs> right, right. So, I'm, right. Not, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to stop eating that. So anyway. So you've got a lot of moving. Obviously, you guys are, you know, a lot of moving components, what you guys are doing. What do you, what has been, what's been one of the biggest challenges of doing this, you know, this whole kind of Ming's Bing's new kind of thing you're doing right now? So uh, one specific challenge was COVID, right? Right. And so that challenge hopefully won't come back but that was just tough because 
just supply chain. Everyone had the yeah. same issues. You couldn't get product. Delivery went up 3x. You're like, Jesus Christ, it's 30,000 to deliver that instead of 10? I mean, you, you know, you just, you pull I your always, hair out. I always felt bad because people in the food business, you know, there's the, the margins are already tight. And then you start adding oh. one, you know, bumping it up another yeah. three, four. It's like, yeah. how is you supposed to make it? And, then- and, and, the, and, and what happened during COVID, People were okay paying extra, right? They're like, right. we got to help people out. It's COVID. These poor restaurants are dying. Those people are no longer. They're like, okay, I'm back in business. I need to pay a normal price. And, right. and yeah, you know, but we can't, you know, restaurants can't charge a normal price. Everything's more expensive. And workers, you have to pay so much more, which is a good thing. I think, I think people should be able to make a livable wage, which is probably 20 bucks an hour, right? But, right. but, but how, I don't know how many restaurants can survive. Yeah. at paying everyone 20 bucks an hour it's just it's it's just a question of survival right it's not a right. question that owners would love to pay everyone 20 bucks an hour and never have turnover they would love that but then your steak is 48 dollars, not 34 yeah yeah so are, are you right. ready you know so right. you can't you can't have it both ways right right, it's, right. It's just, anyway that and that's you know that's one of the reasons i decided not to reopen blue dragon it's just just that battle Right. I mean, you said it. Margins are tight enough. Now you're going to throw this in. Yeah. Uh, and then who knows? Then you got monkey pox or this, this, or that. There's always going to be something. Now we have hurricanes. I mean, it just never stops. Right. 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 This right. just literally never is poor, poor world central kitchen. They never get a break. Yeah. Right. They literally go from earthquake to fire to hurricane and back. It just, they never stop. It's crazy. Jose just got, I just saw a videotape. He was being sworn in over Zoom. By a secretary of something, uh, health is their secretary of agriculture, maybe. But he right. was sworn in for the new uh, nutrition board that Biden started, nutrition and you know, and uh, food security. Right. So he's he's not a cabinet member, but he's officially sworn in. It's just so yeah. cool to see. That's cool, Jose. Because awesome. <laughs> his favorite line is "People of America." He always says that. "People of America." People of America. Peoples, no peoples, peoples of America. Yeah, <laughs> he, he knows it's not proper English, but that's okay. Right. Yeah. He's Jose. It works. You can do anything. It works. Yeah. Oh it my works. god, he's the best. We we did it. One of the proud things Ken Orange and I did when Ukraine first that war first broke out is we raised a million bucks for, for World Central, uh, just in one dinner. Just again, Amazing. people people of capacity that could do it. My my partner Dave Fialco stepped yeah. up and he 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 stepped up big, and uh, so there's still a lot of good people out there. Thank God. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There is, you know, and it's just. We say, you know, we always we all go to work together, you know, and 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 that's how the world's going to change and to make it better for the next generation. You know, we got to do our Absolutely. part. So, what's we- what's your cause, Shane? What do you uh, what do you, what do you like to put put your resources to? Yeah, I mean, like we we're kind of talking before, our, our main thing was, you know, I was always just deep down had compassion growing up, like I was you know, 17, 18, working at Ronald McDonald house, running food bank boards on my other businesses, you know, and, and, and just always had that, you know, always the one, you know, I'm, I'm the one that stops and talks to the people that are on the street, addicted to drugs, get to know their names, find out what, you know, why they're there. Can we help in any way and stuff like that? You know, it's just always been in me that, you know, uh, I always had that compassion for humanity. Um, and so then we did our shows, uh, vlogging compassion and stuff like that. And, and that inspired a lot of people to do more. Um, and then, you know, our, our main thing was not tying to one thing almost. It was like trying to get exposure to lots of different causes and different things. And when something comes up, um, you know, how can we help locally, you know, in our city, you know, we go out and 
and partner with a lot of different uh, uh, brands and, and, you know, whether help the homeless raise jackets for them in the wintertime when it's freezing cold or, uh, you know, the vegan restaurants let us use their kitchens to make food and stuff like that for right. them and, and, and different stuff. Um, our indigenous stuff, like we were just talking about before, we just did a t-shirt for them for the murders and stuff and we'll raise a bunch of money for them. Yeah, send me, send me info on that, will you please? Yeah, I can, awesome. I can uh, get that out there for awesome. sure. That'd be so, so good, bro. That'd be so good. And like I said, for me, when we were talking a little bit before, it's about, for, for me personally, it's about bringing people together, different races, different cultures, different nationalities, different religions, and, and being able to look at each other um, and understand that we're, we're all one humanity. Uh, and it's important that we all work, all, we, we all work together and we mm -hmm. help each other and we can step into other people's shoes at times right just because you see the indigenous right and you're a different race you know if you if you can support that you know if, yeah. if i'm you know if, if 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 i see the asian community suffering i support that so mine is really yeah. trying to push people to understand that more and start to live that way to create change in the world to be honest yeah you're trying to make systemic change, which yeah. I admire. I mean, that's a, that's a big, that's a tall order. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but look, I mean, just like those horrible murders uh, to your people, this, this whole Asian hate campaign yeah. stemming from China virus is absurd. It, and is, it doesn't matter if it's black, Asian, indigenous, it, it's not the race that matters. It's that, is that they were put, some people, some of them, were pushing old people over from behind. I'm like, what? What coward? Yeah, is that? Is, what? What creep would ever do that? And yeah. what race would ever find that acceptable? There's none. No, it's not no. a racing. That's just a more. That's just it's it's beyond moronic. It just that's what. Out of all the things, that's like, come on. You know, when you old person from behind, really, when you, when, just... you, when you said that, I'll tell you, we've got a large Asian community in Vancouver, right? Oh, yeah. are you kidding me? You have the best Chinatown ever. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Know. I shot shows there. This is probably eight years ago. I couldn't right. believe the three levels of Chinese restaurants. What's that major street? Literally both sides are freaking like malls of Chinese restaurants. It's God. What is that street called? I, I've never seen so many Chinese restaurants. Yeah, right, right in Chinatown there. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. It was, and all every one of them were packed. Yeah. Ten and twelve tops. Every one of them. It's this yeah. unbelievable scene. Yeah, yeah we oh, do. We have good, uh, good Asian. Oh, it's so. Oh, but your seafood is off the charts. It's just yeah. Absurd. We have yeah. We have stuff like yeah. I gotta say, we have good stuff here and 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 stuff yeah. like that. You know, and and to bring that back to what you were saying about. We had a lot of hate that started in Vancouver too because of that, because our Asian community. And I actually right. got involved. I just about got, and this is interesting. I live my life compassion, but if I see something and need to stick up for somebody, you know, it's just what it is, what it is. You I was on yep. the train and there was these two guys that there was this older lady and they were telling her, get away from me. We don't want to get the COVID from you. You started COVID and all this. Jesus. And they were getting completely aggressive and got in her face. So I stood up and I like went and stood in the middle. Right. And I said, Hey guys, you know, you need to back off on this, sit down, you know, and they kind of started with me. I said, Hey, I'm not, I'm not scared of you guys at all. I'll tell you that, that right now, you know? So, and we kind of got started going back and forth a little bit, you know, 
but I diffuse the situation. But right. to even That's have crazy. to step up and do that is yeah. just dumbfounded in this day and age. Right. Yeah. Oh, and so many people would not. So many people yeah. will not stand up for that. I mean, you see these videos, you see people watching an Asian getting berated and they just stand there. Like, are you kidding me? It's I just, this whole thing. And you know we're, we're so at, the world's out of balance right now, yeah. right? I mean, there's just so much hatred. There's so much distrust. There's so much lying. So now, unfortunately, not just the uneducated, even some educated, they don't know what the truth is, right? And they start believing these conspiracy theories is truth. And then you're kind of done. I mean, right? They really believe they're on that side of the fence. And, it's, and there's like no middle ground anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. It was, we're so divisive. It's just, it's a, you know, and then the person upstairs is agreeing. He, he or she keeps throwing natural disasters at us and yeah. everything else, right? I mean, literally, it's just, yeah. you know, I think, I think if everyone just slowed down, took a deep breath, and maybe we have a chance, but you know, we have to, right? We need more views. We need more of me's. We need more people that, that keep just keep believing because, because yeah. you have to, you have it's to. True. It's true. There, we have, you know, we have kids, people, right? Yeah. There's good people out there, you know, and the good people just have to work together. And I always say, sometimes it's, if you look online, you know, the negativity can get loud and those people are good at spreading their message online. They'll get loud. Yeah. Sometimes positive, compassionate people don't don't talk as much, right? They're a little right. more laid back. And I'm like, get out there, talk it, you know, spread yeah. it, right? Get, you know, be loud, be loud. I think you have to. It's like it was like the pussy hat movement, right? They yeah. they got loud. The women were like, we're getting loud. Yeah. And and it worked. It yeah. worked. MLK, he got loud, right? Yeah. So same thing. Yeah. yeah. There so should be a kindness movement. Yeah, hundred percent. Tell us about your uh, your your charity. So, uh, Family Reach is a twenty-five-year-old charity started by two families in New Jersey that both lost a child to cancer, and what they experienced and saw in the hospital um, the most was not that these families were, of course, suffering that they may lose their kid from cancer, but it's all about their financial problems of getting the car out of the parking garage or getting gas or getting food for the other kids or whatever. And, and that's all they ever heard of. That's all that anyone ever talked about is their financial uh, condition. They're just, they were broke. And so they started a golf tournament and raised 10 K and said, look, gave it to the social workers. This is for families outside of medical expenses. This is for the gas and lodging their food. And so that's how it started. And 12 years ago, um, I met the CEO, Carla Tarda, who was a one-person charity at the time. And uh, we met, I met, a, I met a family that was going through exactly this single mom, uh, Raquel, with their son, Michaelo, who was uh, two at the time, had already been through cancer once, had already been, I got it a second time. Um, they were already out, this, sorry, he was already three. They were just getting out of living in a homeless shelter for two years because the first time she got through, the second time she was broke, they went into a homeless shelter for two years while he was receiving chemo and radiation. Just imagine that. Wow. In a homeless shelter, chemo rate, two years, two years. The kicker was the, on the oncologist told Raquel that he needed a bone marrow transplant to live. 
but unfortunately, because of the sanitary conditions of the homeless shelter, we cannot administer. It won't stick. Sorry. You can't tell them I'm sorry when there's a cure. So that's when Family Reach stepped in and says, BS, here's your apartment for a, a year. Uh, rest bless his soul. Michael Danzinger was the generous donor that that did this. He's he's looking down on this. And uh, they got an apartment, says, we got your back. You worry about Michaelo. And this kid is now a blossoming teenager, plays football the whole nine yards. And uh, and I, I feel great about that because I know I, I directly helped that kid's life. And uh, so for me, Family Reach has done a couple of things. It's focused me into one charity. So I, I used to do 50 charities a year, basically. And I still do a couple, like, you know, Team USA mentor, things like that. Yeah. But I do most of my charity work is this one. Uh, probably raised 10 million, uh, over 10 million for them over these 12 years. And and now we're on the cusp of making a systemic change because it, it shouldn't be the poor you are, the worst chance you have surviving cancer, right? That's a broken system. And of course we can't fi fix healthcare, um, but, we can, but what we're doing is finally making larger companies aware that with the right data, by collecting and proving that yes, if you make interventions sooner financially, so they don't get homeless, so they don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z, uh, they have much better outcomes, right? They, they don't have to have the medicine to give the food to the other kids. The, that better outcome, <clears throat> then people, including government, will see that, okay, this right. really is a, is a systemic problem. And let's offer financial counseling in the beginning. Let's offer them. Let's make sure it's illegal to evict anyone that has cancer, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, uh, and we're right down the cusp. We, and uh, so we're very excited. We can actually see there's a... There's a light in the tunnel for systemic change. Because otherwise, you've just been a Band-Aid. And there's okay. more people, more need. And it right. doesn't matter how. You, you can be a $100 million charity. You won't cover it. Um, but by systemically changing it, uh, I think we have a chance. So that's something I really, really hung my hat on. And, and um, you know, and the CEO, Carla, she, she gets a lot of credit. She's incredibly inspirational. And she's really, um, you know, she's a double cancer. So we, we've all had cancer, right? Literally, we all that, and um, um, it's you know, it's talk you mentioned talk to for a better cause for a higher ground. Uh, this would be amazing. If we could do this because it's just uh, the need is there, and now people realize that this is truly a need. Before that, people didn't really think about. Oh, what do you mean? You don't go broke yeah. with cancer. You do go broke with cancer. Yeah. So, and by the way, you go broke with any disease, not yeah. just cancer. Cancer just happens to be, you know, 1.9 million new diagnoses a year. Yeah. 600,000 people die of cancer. And they and they have calculated if they can get this intervention in early and get the systems in place and have the website that can help people early, they could save a third of those. They could save wow. 200,000 lives a year. Imagine that. So that's wow. that's our, there's our, there's our goal. And that's, that's a systemic amazing. change. That's amazing. So, yeah, I agree. And you know, it's just kind of what we were talking about before. If people are watching and, and you know, if you, if you thought about that, you were in that situation. If that was your child, say, or or your situation, right? And you step into yeah. that situation and see how you I, deal with it. You I start, was, you start my friend, I was in it. I was in it, right? My wife is dealing with it. And, wow. and I literally just thanked the sky the stars thanked upstairs that i don't have to worry about getting kicked out of my house because getting kicked out of my house and dealing with that diagnosis that could ruin you 100%, literally 100%. and and there's some ridiculous statistic that the father the husband leaves 
if a kid has cancer. It, it's like the most cowardice thing I've ever heard of. Ooh, but apparently yeah. more than 50% of fathers leave their because they can't because they can't deal. I don't know. I does I guess I would be the I am the exact opposite, obviously. I just I, I don't know. I it's just a baffling statistic. Think about yeah, it. I mean, I just I mean, like I just said, I mean it's I can't even comprehend it. Like, who would even think? Like, how could that even enter someone's thought process? And no idea, right? There's, like, yeah, there's there's some there's some sick people out there. Yeah, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic, oh my. right? Yeah, you know, you you mentioned you're doing a healing center, right? And a lot of that, obviously, there, there's so much mental illness in yeah. this country, especially amongst young young male, right? And uh, uh, I've learned that one of, the, one of the highest percentage of suicides are around ski areas for males like 19 to 25, right? Because they're loners or this or that, whatever, not paid enough, whatever the reasons. But And a great friend of mine uh, helped fund the mental health center uh, University of Michigan and does a lot of work in this space. So, you know, perhaps there's something we could t- chat about because he's always uh, reaching his tentacles out to help um all peoples right help oh, as many amazing. people as possible because uh, mental health doesn't discriminate either no, 100%, it's like 100%, cancer 100 percent, and it's so real and it's di- and it's diagnosable and caught early enough caught right you you can help a huge way um but letting it go is just the worst because i mean you see it you just they don't know what they're doing if you're mentally ill you don't know what you're doing and yeah, yeah. Depression is so real right now. COVID, COVID didn't help anyone with depression. I can tell you that. No, yeah, I agree. Mental health is is really real, and you know it's it's nice that it's finally starting to enter into the conversation so much more now compared to if you look yeah. 15 years ago. It, it, it's almost if you're in a business and you even you know talked about mental health as an employee, you're almost like weak. Hundred percent. Oh my! In the chef world. Oh, you were. You were yeah. absolutely a pea. Yeah, you're no. What are you, a little peapod? Come on, dude. <laughs> suck, suck it up. Suck right. it up, basically. Right? Yeah. And, then, and then what do you do? You just start drinking and do drugs. Right? And then yeah. there's your downward spiral. You, yeah. you can't get out of it. And uh, hence, yeah, hence the suicide rate amongst amongst our industry. Not good. No. Not good. Right. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, in, in hindsight, it's not surprising that 25% of our workforce has left. Because some of them probably would never have left if they didn't have to take a break. Yeah. Have to maybe make money somehow else, right? On the web, something, selling something, whatever, or not. But enjoying the time away from, man, I don't have to be this manic, crazy person the rest of my life. Because it's not a normal life being a waiter or a cook, right? Just yeah. not. You're, 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 especially in a big city like New York or LA, you're, you're, you're home at two every night and you you know, drinking every night right it's just yeah it's a great lifestyle but you can't sustain it for 40 years it's yeah, just yeah. not it's not possible and uh so and no one does so awesome holy anyway. cool so one last question it's been a great interview by the way i love all of the topics we've got to touch thank on. you likewise enjoy chatting with you Shane. where where do you um what's your future goal with uh mings bings so um <clears throat> I mean, I mentioned it before, right? I, I would love it to be an item at McDonald's. I yeah. would love it to be um, uh, a, a Bing is a traditional dim sum item, right? A Hot Pocket is actually a Bing, 
right? A bing is anything that's a filled kind of patty. In China and Taiwan, they're round uh, or they're folded, the gen bing. Sunyong right. bing is scallion pancake. That's also a bing, right? Okay. So those are all bings. And so I want bing to be ubiquitous to a pot sticker, right? So it's its own category. I mean, something stuffed, delicious, right. nugget of something. That's what ming's bings are. But ultimately, I want I want to be able to help this whole obesity issue in this country. Right. And again, I'm not trying to convert people to be vegan. No, but just a couple of times a week, you eat a Ming's Bing's cheeseburger instead of a regular cheeseburger. You're going to feel better, right? The the, the environment's going to thank you. Um, and it's it's a it's a win for everyone, right? Yeah. And you also, because as a chef, the, my priority is to make it delicious first. If it's not right. delicious, then nothing else matters. It's true. It's something you actually want to eat. The crunch on these things are unbelievable. The, they have a really great crunch. If you just go, you know, follow, go on the Instagram, whatever, you can see all these videos. And those are real crunching noise. And so by making a satiating bite, it's not like you're eating a health bar or an alfalfa burger or whatever, right? Because there's, there's no satiation. Oh, that tastes so good. That really happens with those veggie patties, right? So that's something that we focused on the most. So I really do hope that it becomes um, becomes commonplace, not, not, not just for my company, but for the sake of at least America and hopefully beyond, because we yeah. do need to eat as a world more plants, less meat period we just have to otherwise we're going to run out of room run out of air run out of water and that's yeah we're, we're we've done a really shitty job oh. as uh, as guardian of the of the world right now and it's that's crazy it's yeah. crazy it's almost like people don't care and and yeah yeah oh yeah you can't get me started on the shittiest job we've we done a shitty job on gun control too in this country oh my god yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, oh being, it's being the worst. From, being from being from Canada, there's two things that we don't understand of America. One is the guns, because we we yeah. kind of joke around here. Is I don't even think our gangsters carry guns, which they do. But you know what I mean? It's like literally. No, like I, I then, get it. And then I our health. It. And then our health care. I can't imagine like our health care. You know, we we don't pay for our health care, and so I, I can't imagine like all the people that I'm around that I know that. We help that don't have a lot of money. I don't. I can't imagine if they're, they got sick and what they would do. Like it's just almost unfoundable that they. The, yeah, I mean, people get more sick. Yeah, because they can't afford. It's they crazy. Can't afford, you know, it, it's yeah. As this uh, supposedly the smartest, most powerful country in the world. Not so smart, are we? No. Yeah. No. Not so smart. The, the the gun kills me. I mean, no pun intended. It's just like. You know, and you said it. I think the congressman have they literally has to have their grandchildren gunned down. Yeah. And if their own grandchildren were gunned down, maybe in front of them, like at a school, then maybe they would sink in that maybe that twenty-two year old shouldn't have an AK forty seven plus five hundred rounds. Yeah. Just maybe. Because nothing else has when those twenty-one kids were killed, are you kidding me? How can you not immediately put every fucking thing down and change the laws when yeah. 21 school children are gunned down by an automatic weapon? There's never been a justification that suffices that you need an automatic weapon at home for anything ever, ever, yeah. ever. It's ever. A, but, but, but it's money, green and money and stupid male ego. I have to be powerful. I need my guns. Yeah. It's, it's, and you can't get them back. I mean, it's too, it is too late. I mean, I hate to say that, but how the hell are you going to get those guns back? You yeah. think they're going to give them back like they did in Australia, yeah. right? They literally gave them all back. 
but that's, that was done right they had a mass killing of an ak and i think within a month they they made it illegal yeah a month it's a just month. we're such yeah. such idiots it's but we do like, have we just have some greedy yeah. males greedy male idiots it's true it's that it's that you know power and greed is what's is what is killing the world the only reason was they got paid off dude you got to pass a gun law dude you got to pass a gun law here's a here's a million cash and by the way i won't tell about the prostitute that you slept with that we have a tape of i mean that's how it starts yeah right and 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 it's just pathetic it's just pathetic anyway yeah. <laughs> i don't think we're going to solve this this one here shane <laughs> not now but hey. but we can but we can but we can continue the good fight that we i know can, yeah we can keep the con- we can keep the conversation going you know and when i say you know being from canada it's kind of dumbfounded to us it's just it's not normal like even when i go to certain states and i see just the average person a gun on their their side it's just weird like it's weird to see that i'm like like it i'm like why do you have a like why are you carrying around a gun like like in the walmart or wherever you know what i mean like it just doesn't make any sense to me at all (laughs) oh they they want to arm teachers yeah, let's give the teachers guns. That's a great idea. Let's have a shootout amongst children. I mean, this no one's yeah. thinking. No one's thinking. I mean, like, that's not, that's not the solution. Yeah. It's just, oh my god. It just it's just. Yeah, we could do a whole nother. That could be. That could be a whole. This is that. This topic's a whole nother podcast. We can go on for. Oh my god. Hours, right. <laughs> Well, food and poly- yeah, food and politics is a huge issue. Too. Oh, huge, huge, food, huge. Food and insecurity fact, and all that. And I love the fact with the food, you know, you're trying to work through the obesity stuff and everything. Because when I started my journey on veganism and, and started plant-based and all that stuff, I had the gyms. I wrote through four books in the fitness industry. I had big training businesses. And for me, I started to go more plant-based and stuff because it was about the health. And I wanted more energy. Like I'm always trying to, okay, how do I get more energy? How can I get up at four and yeah. last till 11? So for me, it started about playing with my energy. I'm like, okay, if I eat this way, I'm like, oh man, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling, and that's where a lot of people start converting on my side. Not because I even ask them to, they're just like, man, I want to operate like Shane. Like I want to have that energy. Right. So they yep. start to pick oh, up yeah. on it. And, and then the obesity stuff, right. It's always been just a no brainer to me. If you eat more fruit and vegetables and plant-based of course you're going to be more healthy right it's not about even the word plant-based or veganism it's just yeah. simple spark yeah basic basic knowledge yeah, food. totally right. I mean, it's not and that and sugar is the enemy let's be honest yeah. my sugar comes in the form of tequila right because right. i'm gonna i have some vices tequila is one of them yeah so i'm not gonna give it up um but it's not a depressant by the way right it's the only non-depressant yeah. alcohol um is it? i didn't know I that need, yeah, tequila is the only non-depressant alcohol. Yeah, yep. I didn't interest. Um, I don't. So I don't eat candy inside. Do I eat chocolate? But just, of course. Do I eat ice cream? Yeah. Do I eat ice cream every night? No. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just moderation, right? Yeah. You just if you can't eat a gallon of ice cream a day, sorry. <laughs> I love the diets. My grandfather-in-law used to eat uh, bacon and steak all the time. Whatever that diet was. Was that Atkins? You could eat all the meat you want. Yeah, yeah Atkins. You, know what? you could eat yeah. all the meat. You know, I'm like, he's eating like nine slices of bacon every breakfast. I'm like, stop. I, I know your diet says this is good for you, but I just don't think so. I just, I don't know. It's nine slices of bacon, just the nitrate alone. So anyway, so yeah, people do crazy shit. Right? They're just like, oh yeah, no, bacon's good for you. No, what? Oh my God. No, no, not really. 
obviously, right? But millions and millions followed it. Yeah. They, they yeah. loved it. Yeah. And they lost weight because they stopped eating gluten or whatever. Anyway, but they all died of a heart attack, probably. That's the problem. They forgot about that part. It's yeah, you lost weight, but, but you're, you're dead. So I agree. Yeah, one substitute to the other. Awesome. So where can they, um, where can everybody find you at websites? Where can they get, try, yeah, your pro, so, pro, 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 try your products? Yeah, go to so mingsbings.com. Mings, Mings um, I, I know I, today we don't deliver to Canada, but I'm going to look at that because there can't be any rules about It's all vegan. So since it's not meat being shipped across borders, I think that makes it a lot easier. Uh, I don't know about dry ice across borders. That may be a challenge. Probably not. I mean, you guys must get a lot of shipments across borders, right? Food yeah, items. A lot. There. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I know. I mean, I can even I can even ask around because I think I know some of my friends that own big companies that have some kind of distribution. Let me ask some of them to see. Yeah, we'd love to get a three PL yeah. in Canada. That, yeah. that may be the way because then you truck up pallets one time and then you're in, you're in business. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, hook me up there. And uh, but but if you're in uh, the southern part of North America, the United States of America mingsbings.com um and you can go to the bing locator so type in where you live and, the, and it'll type out the store we're in 2200 stores right now uh we are some in texas california hawaii as well uh and we should, we'll be in 4,000 stores by by year end and a bunch more uh, stadiums and colleges and stuff so uh slowly but surely just making making the good fight right and hopefully yeah next year will be a really big year next year will be uh will be a good year to expand. And and I think, I, I think, oh, I know plant-based is here to stay. This is not a trend. It's not just a, this is just here to stay. It's the way literally more than half the world eat already. Um, okay. with this just, we just eat this way in Asia, right? And so it's definitely here to stay. And I think you, I think the most important thing is just focus on deliciousness first. Uh, I think it will always, I think you always do pretty good if you can make delicious soup frozen right i mean yeah. all of us can make delicious food at home um but frozen delicious is is a is is achievable uh it's a challenge but it's achievable and uh that's that's what we hope to continue to do amazing yeah it's come along a long way since you know i started because my grandpa used to joke and he's like are we going to eat that rabbit food again you know because they're they're 15 years ago the taste of anything that you tried was like there was most of it was not delicious right no. so right <laughs> right so oh no i my, my parents yes fed me tv dinners every now and then 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. oh my god oh my god it was yeah i mean as an eight-year-old you're like yeah turkey 100 uh, <laughs> those were like a treat yeah when you were young those, you're like oh great the tv dinners right <laughs> no, awesome. all right okay awesome everybody. Oh. well make sure you guys go check them out try their stuff i highly support it uh awesome so thank you so much for this great interview buddy. yeah man all right great chat with you shane you'd okay. be good talk later bye-bye yeah. talk soon bye-bye ciao